it it is so refreshing and exciting and reinvigorating to see a country full of black and brown people and nobody is there dictating how they have to wear their hair or how they have to like they're just a lot of people just have their natural hair and it's been like that a lot of women just you know are just black and it's just like oh my god is this real and it's really sad but i realized just not being in white space and in that constant white dominance has been truly like transformative for me but the last thing I want to say on that subject is that my book is more than just a call for people to leave the United States of America. You know, I told my story to ultimately educate people to what the system of racism is, how it impacts the individual, how it impacts families, like my own family, how it impacted my own family. And it is ultimately a call for reparations, which I call reconciliatory justice, right? Because if America indeed cares to reconcile its relationship with black people, with native people, with other people of color, then it must be held accountable for and make amends to these communities that they have destroyed and negatively impacted for centuries. And so I use my story and also the story of my escape to demonstrate what there is to escape from. And in doing so, I'm just really hoping to in, in inspire a bunch of like activism around getting us what we deserve to help us build these communities we're talking about and help us lean towards that sustainable future we're all imagining and help us have renewables and garden spaces in countries all over the world where black folks live. So that's really what my fight is and what my message is. You've been listening to Escaping the Narcissism of the American Dream with author Tiffany Drayton on Making Contact. If you've enjoyed this episode, please write and review us twice on Apple Podcasts, and then please share with your friends and family via Facebook and on Instagram. We're Making Contact Project, and on Twitter, we're Making Underscore Contact. To learn more about us and access other episodes for free, you can always visit us at radioproject.org. The Making Contact team includes Jessica Partnow, Salima Himurani, Sabine Blazin, and I've been your host this week, Anita Johnson. Thank you so much for listening to Making Contact. The views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are solely those of the presenters and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of WMUL-FM or Marshall University. This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage 
from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this July 25th, 2022, I'm Haley Manon. And I'm Nick Madawa. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, Mideast nations wake up to damage from climate change. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Score Aware will be with the Metro Huntington weather forecast. The current temperature outside is a cloudy 86 degrees. And now into our top story. Pope Francis has apologized for the Catholic Church's cooperation with Canada's, quote, devastating, unquote, policy of indigenous residential schools. The pontiff says the forced assimilation of native peoples into Christian society destroyed their cultures, severed their families, and marginalized generations in ways still being felt today. Francis spoke uh, today near the site of the former Ermanskin um, Indian Residential School on lands of four Cree nations of South Edmonton, Alberta. He said, quote, I humbly beg forgiveness for the evil committed by so many Christians against the indigenous peoples, unquote. The long-awaited apology opens Francis's week-long penitential pilgrimage to Canada, which is meant to help the church on its path of reconciliation with indigenous peoples and help victims heal. A mint-conditioned 1952 Mickey Mantle baseball card could break records at auction. The auction house estimates it could exceed $10 million. The card's current owner is a New Jersey waste management entrepreneur who brought the rare card for $50,000 in 1991 at a New York City card show. Pre-bidding has started and the auction ends August 27th. The record for a baseball card is $6.6 million, which was for a 1909 Honus Wagner card that was sold at auction a year ago. Another mantle card from 1952 went for $5.2 million U.S. million last year. Canadian police have reported multiple shootings of homeless people in a Vancouver suburb and said a suspect is in custody. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police said most of the shootings were in downtown Langley. One reported shooting was in a neighborhood neighborhooding Langley Township. Police Sergeant Rebecca Parslow said she had no immediate details on the victim's conditions. Mounties issued a cell phone alert about 6.30 a.m. telling people to avoid the area. Russia media have reported that a chess-playing robot broke the finger of a seven-year-old boy during the Moscow Chess Open tournament. A video shared on social media showed the robot grabbing the child's finger as he attempted to make a move during last week's tournament. The video then showed four adults freeing the boy from the robot's grasp and leading him away. Sergei Lazarev, president of the Moscow Chess Federation, told Russia's TASS agency today that the child was able to finish the tournament with his fingers in a cast. The Middle East is one of the most valuable, vulnerable reasons in the world to the impact of climate change, and already the effects are being seen. Temperatures have risen twice as fast in the region over the past three decades than the world's average. Precipitation has been decreasing, and as experts predict droughts will come with greater frequency and severity. This year's annual UN Climate Change Conference, known as COP27, is being held in Egypt in November, throwing a spotlight on the region. Governments across the Middle East have awakened to the dangers of climate change, particularly to the damage it is already inflicting on their economies. Coming up, Ohio Sheriff's deputy killed in shooting at Mobile Home Park. That and more news from across the tri-state when New Center 88 returns right after this.
Neither rain nor sleet nor dead of night will keep the FM88 sports team from making its appointed rounds. Announcement over the loudspeaker just a moment ago that lightning just struck within 10 miles. People have to once again exit their seats. They are this evacuating is, the stadium once. This is the third time. To be quite time. frank, it's a mess right now. And the snow, I hope you're warm where you are because it is cold here in Huntington as the snow has come down as we are just about ready to square off in the first ever MAC championship game. Well, the fans trying to entertain themselves here because the lights have gone out. They're having football by candlelight. How about that? Grab your cabatiers. Cabatiers. <laughs> lady. Holy cow, the snow is really coming down. <laughs> oh, this, is, this is a snowstorm right now that we are having. This is brisk. When the weather is nasty and you just don't want to leave the house, tune into the FM88 sports team to catch all of your favorite martial sports. We're there when you don't want to be. It was a party like any other. Everyone was having a good time, laughing, dancing, drinking. I guess I just had one too many beers that night. Somehow I staggered out to my car and got behind the wheel. Little did I know that in a few moments, my entire life would be changed forever. You see, that night I ran into a telephone pole and in that wreck, broke my neck. I'm what you call a quadriplegic now. I'm paralyzed from the neck down. And just the simple task of tying my shoes or taking a walk are just memories now. It's been a long, painful road to recovery. Still, I don't think I'm ever gonna get over the fact that I'm in this wheelchair forever because of a stupid mistake by drinking and driving. Designated driver, call a cab, find an alternative. This message brought to you by your friends at WNUL. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Haley Mannon. And I'm Nick Mattawa. Senator Joe Manchin has tested positive for COVID-19 and is experiencing mild symptoms. The 74-year-old Democrat from West Virginia tweeted today that he had tested positive that morning. He is fully vaccinated and boosted. He said he plans to isolate and follow CDC guidelines while working remotely. Manchin's absence could impact voting in the Senate Later this week, members of the U.S. House of Representatives were able to vote remotely by proxy, but members of the U.S. Senate are not. Lawmakers are expected to take a final vote on a bill to boost semiconductor production in the United States this week. The bill making its way through the Senate is a top priority of the Biden administration. The West Virginia Department of Education says 10 finalists have been chosen for the state's 2023 Teacher of the Year. The agency says the finalists were picked from among each school district's Teachers of the Year and represented elementary, middle, and high school educators from all regions of the state. The State Teacher of the Year and School Service Personnel of the Year will be announced on September 13th during a ceremony at the West Virginia Culture Center in Charleston. A Western Ohio Sheriff's deputy was shot and fatally wounded while responding to a report of a possible break-in and gunfire at a mobile home. Deputy Matthew Yates was a 15-year-old veteran of the Clark County Sheriff's Office. Sheriff D. Butchart said at a press conference that the responding officers were shot at once they entered the mobile home yesterday. Yates was wounded and remained inside the home for several hours before the other officers could get him and take him to a hospital where he died. At some point during the episode, the mobile home caught fire. Authorities haven't released any additional information about a suspect, the shooting, or the fire. 
A day of stories, music, and crafts is planned for the Big South Fork National River and Recreation Area's Haunting in the Hills Storytelling Festival in September. The event will be held at the Bandy Creek Visitor Center and Campground from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. September 17th. The events are free. The park says the storytelling started out 30 years ago as a small program for local schools and has grown to a full-day festival with professional storytellers from around the world. Big South Fork is located in northeastern Tennessee and southeastern Kentucky. Governor Andy Beshear has announced a new online tool designed to provide Kentucky families a roadmap to financial independence. The tool shows families who receive public assistance a way to calculate how much it takes for them to afford necessities without state and federal assistance. The Family Resource Simulator is available to guide individuals and families in understanding how income change can impact health care, child care, and other state and federal benefits. The free tool can be assessed at kysstatsky.gov slash frs. It was created by the Kentucky Center for Statistics. Coming up next, Fed Sioux poultry producers alleging unfair worker practices. That and more news from across the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. You solved all 10 briefcases without hitting a whammy. That means you've won the grand prize. Tell them about it, Rod. It's brand new radio station from Marshall University, WMUL 88.1. Contains the best music library, news coverage, award-winning sports, and impeccable talent. It's the WMUL 88.1. Cutting edge! Ever notice when you have a baby, everyone seems to give you advice? From your mother-in-law, to your own parents, to your friends. But when it comes to the important stuff, like immunizations and protecting my baby's health, I trust my baby's doctor. She really listens to my questions about shots, gives me great information, and she works with me to make sure my baby gets protected. And that's something even my mother-in-law can agree with. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Ah, my darling, I love the tango, and I love you, more than the sunrise on a clear summer day, more than the colors of the rainbow, more than the, how do you say, American football. Do you love me more than the WMUL? Are you crazy, woman? I mean, alas, it is not so. For the WMUL is, how do you say, ah yes, too sexy. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Haley Manna. And I'm Nick Matawa. The federal government is conducting a review of four dams on a main river that could result in a lifeline for the last wild Atlantic salmon in the U.S. The last of the wild salmon live in a group of rivers in Maine and have been listed under the Endangered Species Act since 2000. One of the rivers is the Kennebec River, where Brookfield Renewable U.S. owns dams. Brookfield wants to amend federal licenses for four dams and receive a new operating license for one of them. Representatives for the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration say that requires a review of the dam's impacts on salmon and possible mitigation measures. 
A man pleaded pleaded not guilty in Ohio to charges of raping a 10-year-old girl who traveled to Indiana for an abortion. Her case has become a flashpoint in the national debate over access to the procedure. The 27-year-old defendant is charged with two felony counts of rape and could face life without parole. The plea was entered yesterday. Police say the man confessed to raping the girl on two separate occasions upon his July 12th arrest. The girl's case gained more gained national attention after Indianapolis physicians said the child had to come to Indiana due to Ohio banning abortions at the first detectable, quote, fetal heartbeat, unquote. The White House is planning to hold a summit to talk about a new generation of COVID-19 vaccines tomorrow. As President Joe Biden continues to recover from his coronavirus infection, the summit will include administration officials, scientists, and pharmaceutical executives who are exploring the possibility of vaccines that would be more effective against contagious variants. According to a new note from his doctor released today, Biden's COVID-19 symptoms have, quote, almost completely resolved, unquote. Although he has some nasal congestion and hoarseness, his vital signs remain, quote, absolutely normal, unquote, wrote Dr. Kevin O'Connor. He continues to isolate in the White House, although he's scheduled to deliver virtual remarks at two events today. Firefighters significantly slowed the spread of a smoky wildfire burning near, near Yosemite National Park. Thousands of residents of remote mountain communities are still under evacuation orders. Crews made, quote, made a good headway, unquote, against the Oak Fire, according to a last night incident report. More than 2,500 firefighters are battling the blaze, contending with the steep terrain and hot weather. Flames erupted Friday southwest of the park in Mariposa County. Cal Fire described, quote, explosive fire behavior, unquote, on Saturday as flames ran uh, ran through the bone-dry vegetation caused by the worst drought in decades. By this morning, the blaze had consumed more than 26 square miles of forest. The Justice Department has filed a lawsuit against some of the largest poultry producers in the United States. It's part of an effort to end what the government says are long-standing deceptive and abusive practices for workers. The suit names Cargill, Sanderson Farms, and Wayne Farms, along with a data consulting company. The Justice Department alleges the companies have been engaged in a multi-year conspiracy to exchange information about the wages and benefits of poultry plant workers to suppress competition for those workers. The companies haven't responded to messages seeking comment. Coming up next, Rent Spike is big-pocketed investors buy mobile home parks. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this. shot. My legs feel like lead. Every muscle in my body is screaming. So why does everyone think the problem is in my head? Chronic fatigue syndrome can be as isolating as it is debilitating. Visit www.cdc.gov CFS for the latest information on diagnosis and management. cdc.gov CFS. Get informed. Get diagnosed. Get help. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, CDC. I can't make it. Luke. Luke. Ed, is that you? You must go to the Marshall system. There you shall seek out WMUL-FM and be trained in the ways of news, sports, and the widest variety of music in the tri-state. But how, Ben? Use the force, Luke. Let it guide you to 88.1 on the dial. And remember, WMUL's force will always be with you. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. 
Welcome back to Raleigh, North Carolina, here high atop Carter-Finley Stadium. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome inside Memorial Coliseum in Lexington, Kentucky. The Thundering Herd will be taking on the number 22 team in the country here in the fifth oldest stadium in college football, Nippert Stadium. Inside Value City Arena at Jerome Schottenstein Center. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Haley Manum. And I'm Nick Madawa. Conflicting signs about the health of the U.S. economy have thrust the Federal Reserve into a difficult spot. With inflation raging at a four-decade high, the job market strong and consumer spending still solid, the Fed is under pressure to raise interest rates aggressively. But other signs suggest the economy is slowly, is slowing, and might even have shrunk in the first half of the year. Such evidence would typically lead the Fed to stop raising rates, or even cut them. For now, Though, the Fed is focused squarely on its inflation fight, and this week it's set to announce another hefty hike in its benchmark interest rate. U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris says Indiana's proposed abortion ban reflects a health care crisis in the United States. She met today with Democratic state legislatures on the first day of a contagious special legislative session in Indiana. Harris traveled to Indianapolis several th- um, as several thousand people on both sides of the issue filled state house corridors and lined sidewalks surrounding the building. Indiana's Republican Senate leaders last week proposed banning abortions with limited exceptions in cases of rape, incest, and to protect the life of the mother. Indiana is one of the first Republican-run states to debate tighter abortion laws following the U.S. Supreme Court decision last month overturning Roe v. Wade. It turns out millennials haven't strayed very far from the areas where they grew up. A study released today by Harvard University and the U.S. Census Bureau, researchers found that by age 26, More than two-thirds of millennials lived in the same area where they grew up. 80% had moved less than 100 miles away, and 90% resided less than 500 miles away. When they did migrate, where young adults moved to varied by race. Overall, the most popular destinations for all young adults who moved were New York, Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., and Atlanta. Investors are buying up mobile home parks across the country, leading to significant rent increases in complaints of neglect from residents. The parks, which for decades were mostly owned and operated like small businesses, have proven an attractive investment for private equity firms and large real estate companies. They offer some of the best returns in the property sector, money that is made by raising rent and saddling tenants with a maraud of fees. The industry argues these investments are making parks more livable, but residents, many on fixed incomes, say they can't afford the rent increases and improvements often don't come. About two in three Americans say they favor term limits or a mandatory retirement age for Supreme Court justices. That's according to a new poll that finds a sharp increase in the percentage of Americans saying they have, quote, hardly any, unquote, confidence in the court. The poll from the Associated Press, Nork Center for Public Affairs Research, finds 67% of Americans support a proposal to set a specific number of years that justices serve instead of ter- life terms, including 82% of Democrats and 57% of Republicans. The poll was conducted just weeks after the high court issued high-profile rulings, stripping away women's constitutional protections for abortion and expanding gun rights. And coming up, Sequoia Ware will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast and updates on the Russian-Ukraine war. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Mia Hamm. 
As a professional soccer player, I know how rewarding sports can be and how quickly injuries happen. So I've teamed up with the American Association of Orthodontists to ask athletes to play it safe. With my years of training, I know what it takes to become an expert, and orthodontists do too. They're the experts who help people obtain healthy, beautiful smiles. Wear mouth guards, face masks, and helmets to prevent injuries. Keep smiling and visit braces.org. The best news program in the nation as honored by the National Broadcasting Society. More than 130 live martial sporting events every year. One of the top college radio stations in the nation. 50 years of broadcasting excellence. 88.1 WMUL-FM. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Sequoia Ware, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It's a humid 86 degrees outside of the WMUL studios today. It looks like some clouds are already starting to form, as we'll likely experience a thunderstorm and some showers this evening. Rain will likely continue into the night, and temperatures will cool and go into the 70s. Looking toward the rest of the week, we see rain again tomorrow and a heavy thunderstorm with highs reaching around 78 degrees and lows around 70 degrees. Showers and thunderstorms will continue tomorrow night and going into Wednesday. There has not been an official flood warning, but the early forecast says to be cautious of flooding. It looks like a rainy week for the tri-state. Today in weather history, 16 cities in the eastern U.S. reported record high temperatures in 1987, one city being Beckley, West Virginia, as they equaled their all-time record of 91 degrees established just the previous day. It marked their fourth day in a row of 90-degree heat after hitting just twice in the previous 25 years of records. Thank you to weatherforyou.com for that historical information and accuweather.com for our forecast reports. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it's a cloudy 86 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast. For News Center 88, I'm Sequoia Ware. Thank you, Sequoia. Now on to Russia and Ukraine news. The Russian authorities have briefly detained a liberal politician who recently returned to Moscow from abroad. The latest move in a relentless crackdown on dissent in uh, Moscow's military action in Ukraine. Leonid Gosman was detained today on charges of breaching the law that requires Russian citizens to notify authorities about a foreign citizenship or residency permit. Gosman, a vocal critic of the Kremlin's campaign in Ukraine, left Russia when it started, but returned in June. Gosman... Uh, notified the authorities about his Israeli um, citizenship, but they claimed that he failed to do so within required time. His lawyer said that Gosman was released from police custody later today, but the criminal case against him is still pending. Russia's top diplomat says Moscow's overarching goal in Ukraine is to free its people from its, quote, unacceptable regime, unquote. Expressing the Kremlin's war aims in some of the bluntest terms yet, Moscow's forces, meanwhile, continue to pummel the country with artillery barricades and airstrikes. The remark from Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov comes amid Ukraine's efforts to resume grain exports from its Black Sea ports, something that would help ease global food shortages under a new deal tested by a Russian strike on Odessa over the weekend. Russia's Gazprom says it would rather reduce natural gas flows through a major pipeline to Europe to 20% of capacity citing equipment repairs. The move announced today escalates tensions over energy supplies that are dwindling, just as the continent is trying to shore up its shortage for winter. 
The Russian state-owned company tweeted that it would reduce, quote, the daily throughput, unquote, of the Nord Stream 1 pipeline to Germany to 33 million cubic meters as of tomorrow, the, uh, as of Wednesday, excuse me. The head of Germany's network regulator confirmed the reduction. Gazprom said the drop was because it was shutting down a second turbine for repairs. The German government said it rejected the notion that technical reasons would lead to more gas reductions. Tens of thousands of people who evacuated from Ukraine's eastern Donetsk region are returning to homes close to the front line because they can't afford to live in safer places. They are risking their lives. One woman was killed by a missile outside her home just two days after returning. Ukrainian authorities are frustrated as some civilians remain in the path of war, but the region's residents are frustrated too. Some described feeling unwelcomed as Russian speakers among them, among Ukrainian speakers in some parts of the country. But more often, the problem is the lack of money to start anew. The mayor's office in one small Dantes city estimates that 70% of evacuated residents have come back. Coming up next, Marvel teases new Avengers movies, Black Panther sequel. Stay tuned. was leaving an exercise class. All of a sudden, the pain started. My entire chest. Shortness of breath. Very fatigued. Nauseated. Thought that it was nothing much, maybe just stress. You're having a heart attack. I'm healthy, I'm young. There's no way it could be my heart, no way. Heart disease doesn't discriminate. Listen to your body, go get checked. Heart disease is the number one killer in women, and this is something that we can fight. Visit GoRedForWomen.org to learn a woman's risk for heart disease. Captain's log. Start at 696, the lure of our queen, 6640. During a scouting mission for Her Majesty's Royal Space Force, Ed and I have uncovered WMUL, a revolutionary source of good radio. Now we must bring this news back to our world to restore our people's hope and radio. Al, we have a problem. What is it, Ed? I've lost a signal. We can't hear WMUL anymore. How will we be able to prove our findings to our queen and her council? Calm down, Ulan. I've got an idea. Let's check out the primitive human internet. Aha! Ulan, pull up marshall.ubulu slash WMUL on your terminal. On it. Amazing. WMUL streams 24-7 online, so it's accessible from everywhere. And look, WMUL also covers news, sports, and original programming. Not just music. Just keep playing WMUL, Ulan. We'll hit the motherland. Are you tired of missing your favorite WMUL programming? <laughs> no worries. Check out WMUL's online archive at marshall.edu slash WMUL. Every episode of our news and sports programming, every story from the New Center 88 and FM 88 sports teams, and much more. Marshall.edu slash WMUL. More than 100 million wild animals are killed each year illegally. Poaching is a major threat to our country's wildlife. I'm Tom Barry. I'm an actor with a desire to preserve living space for wildlife. The Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust does just that, works with private landowners to protect wildlife to preserve natural habitats. To learn more or to work with the Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust, call 800-729-SAVE. That's 800-729-SAVE or visit wildlifelandtrust.org. Thank you. And finally today on News Center 88, 
a key piece of memorabilia from Muhammad Ali's boxing career, has sold for a knockout price at auction. The late heavyweight champ's title belt from the 1974 Rumble in the Jungle went for $6.18 million. Heritage Auctions in Dallas reports the winning bid was placed by Indianapolis Colts owner Jim Irsay. Ali won the belt when he knocked out George Foreman to recapture the heavyweight crown in the African nation of Zaire. An attorney has gotten a verdict in his favor in this year's Ernest Hemingway lookalike contest. John Aviel beat out 125 others for the title at Sloppy Joe's Bar in Key West, Florida, where Hemingway was a regular during his decade-long stint on the island in the 1930s. Aville, who, wa- who rocked a cream-colored sweater, says he shares Hemingway's passion for fishing, has written some fiction, and wants to do more writing. Marvel Studios returned to Comic-Con's Hall H for the first time in three years, with a massive presentation and new information about Phases 5, and six of the ongoing Marvel Cinematic Universe. The Saturday presentation included first looks at Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Media, and new information about Phase 6 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which will conclude with two Avengers movies, Avengers The Kang Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars. The Guardians of the Galaxy will also come to an end in the midst of Phase 5 in May. And that does it for this summer edition of News Center 88. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news for Marshall University and the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL for Nick Madawa, Sequoia Ware, and the entire News Center 88 team. I'm Healy Mannon, and your thought of the day is, always remember that you are absolutely unique, just like everyone else. Margaret Mead. <laughs>